Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey, welcome back into another edition of Mondays with Matt, the podcast where we talk about investing, finance, and retirement with Matthew Starkey, investment advisor representative and president owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. Here on Mondays with Matt, we cover a lot of different topics each and every week and try to give you a few useful nuggets of information to help you along your path towards a better retirement. And if you have questions or concerns and you need some help, well, there's a few ways you can kind of keep up with us here on the program. You can subscribe to the podcast by going to iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, Stitcher, various different outlets, wherever podcasts are found, and make sure you click that subscribe button. You can also text to sign up for updates if you'd like by texting GLRS, that is GLRS to 741. One two one. Again, text GLRS to 74121 to get updates uh, via text from Matt and his company at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. And Matt, welcome in. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm better than I deserve. <laughs> How are you doing, Mark? <laughs> I like that. That's a good line. I'm better than I deserve. That's really good. I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Hope that you are doing good and enjoying a little uh, March Madness at the time of our podcast. Uh, March Madness is certainly well underway. How's things going for you? Going real good. Hey, this is a, a great year. 2019 has been great in the stock market. And so investors are seeing some of those good returns after a, a small dip that we had last year. So feeling good and things are going well. Very, very good. Well, hopefully, uh, if you play March Madness, if you've done your brackets, uh, hopefully you haven't busted out just yet. But, uh, you know, you never know. It's an interesting time of the year with the tournament. But I thought instead of doing March Madness, which we probably should do, I'm going to do something a little bit different this week on the podcast. And uh, I want to ask you about the uh, about your junk drawer at home, Matt. Do you have a junk drawer? Um, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> If you're like you me, got one too, don't yeah. <laughs> I don't want to feel alone here, Mark. You've yeah, no, we it, have right? uh, we have more than one actually. Unfortunately, we have a couple of them. And I was looking <laughs> in it the other day for something, and I couldn't find it, which is usually the case. And you know, because there's everything under the sun in your junk drawer. You know, rubber bands, pens, tape measure, pair of scissors, clothespins, whatever. Everything except for what you're looking for. And I got to thinking about it, and I thought, well, you know what? Let's talk about a few items we might find in a financial junk drawer and maybe some ways to put some of that stuff to better use. Some of these items are kind of, uh, yeah, some of these items are kind of something where we you set it in there and maybe you forget about it. And if you dust it off, maybe you can get a little bit better use out of that. So let's kick it off with uh, life insurance policies, Matt. A lot of times people will set that and forget it, throw it in the junk drawer, throw it in the filing cabinet. And an old life insurance policy could be a place where you could make some improvements. Well, yeah, definitely correct. Um, yeah, speaking of the junk drawers, this is really a frequent thing when, I, when I'm when i working with clients that, uh, hey, my mom or my dad bought me this life insurance policy and I've always kind of had it. The premiums were not bad, probably because they bought it when they were a child. And, and so, yeah, I frequently get asked, what should I do with this policy? And realistically, again, all the advice on the podcast, unless you're asking me specifically, you need to check you know, and how it relates to your whole financial situation. Don't use this as your financial advice, but um, seek a qualified advisor or give us a call and we'll be happy to review that with you. That old life insurance policy, though, sometimes there are better yields um, that are out there. Or what I see happen is if it's a whole life, they've accumulated all the cash value in the in the policy. Let's say it's a 
a $10,000 payout or a death benefit. And that policy has accumulated, you know, $9,000. So really, what's the insurance benefit? It's about a grand. The cash value is built up in the policy, and then that makes the premium payments. So there's a couple of options you can do with an old life insurance policy. Sometimes if you take that money out, it can be taxable. The earnings could be taxable to you, but you can maybe repurpose it. Maybe you want to look at a different type of an investment. Or uh, some people will actually shop for an update based on their current financial situation. So if you have one of those policies that's 20 or 30 years old, pull it out, bring it to your advisor and take a look and see if there is a better way. Maybe interest rates have come up. Again, maybe you, you have a need for different type of insurance or more insurance. You can use that cash value. You can actually roll that over without taking the money out and causing any taxable event. Yes, and you can purchase an, an additional policy that's more current to your situation. Yeah, some really good points there to think about when it comes to an old life insurance policy in your financial junk drawer here on Mondays with Matt. Another item that's going to be found there or should probably is found there, Matt, and it's right in line with the insurance policy is probably an outdated will or an outdated estate plan. And that's certainly something that you can spend a few minutes and get cleaned up. And it doesn't really take that much work to update these things. Very true. Very true. So when I bring in a new client, Mark, one of my core pieces of my process is reviewing their current will and powers of attorney. The reason I like to review them, number one, is I need to know who they're working with or who might be calling me someday to say, hey, so-and-so has passed away or, hey, there's a stroke and um, we need to access their financial instruments. Without a working will or power of attorney, it's going to go through the probate process. And so some people in your will, I talked to an, an attorney last year and he says the average that he typically sees from the time somebody drafts a will to the time they actually have that first review is about seven or eight years. And during that time, think about life. I mean, people have a birth in the family, a death, a divorce, or a marriage, any of those life events, you definitely need to pull it out and and change it. You know, for instance, my dad was named in mine and my dad passed away. I had to review and make sure that things are still current up until he would have taken over. And they were. But um, he was named as a a backup for that very reason, because sometimes those people that we name pass away or, hey, we had two more kids since our our estate plan was done. So you've got to review those. My recommendation to clients is usually every two to three years, pull that stuff out and review it. Put a tickler in your file and, and make sure you're reviewing for any changes or updates. Yep. Good advice again here on the podcast. We're talking about items you might find wasting away in your financial junk drawer with Matthew Starkey of Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. Okay, so this one, <laughs> this one's a little funny, but and we don't see them much anymore, but the Social Security estimate, you know, we used to get those green sheets of paper from the Social Security uh, estimate side there. Yes. And uh, I don't think they send them out all the time anymore. Now I think you have to go online, but you might have one or two laying in there and you're looking at it. And maybe it was from back when Clinton was in office or something. And you want to make <laughs> sure you want to make sure that you're getting a, a current update as to what that SS estimate is going to be, because that's going to be a big chunk of your retirement plan. Yes, absolutely. Not only that, but the rules change. A couple of years back, Social Security had a a file and switch program. And um, that seemed to work out really well for people. If, if they had a spouse, you could file on your spouses and then you could switch the benefit, leave your benefit deferred and then switch to the higher amount later on. So you let one of those benefits grow, but they changed the rules. And so, yeah, if you got so old social security estimates, definitely get, get in and get those updated. 
Going online is probably the simplest way to get your current value on Social Security or your benefit estimate as to what it's going to be. Anytime you pull those out, definitely those are an estimate. They are not actual. Some people who maybe retire early don't accumulate those last year credits. They could go out on disability or they or they maybe don't work as many hours closer towards retirement. So just remember, get current estimates. That's a great, great topic, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, make sure you do yourself that service of having that uh, go online and fill that. I think it's ssa.gov and have the updated numbers and get that information because, you know, again, for a lot of us, Social Security does play a big factor into our retirement plans. And you want to make sure that you're maximizing, you know, all the avenues that are at your disposal when you're doing so. And if you need help or have a question and you're not sure where to turn, well, that's why we do the podcast. So feel free to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and various other outlets. And if you got questions for Matt, reach out to him online at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions.com. Okay, so maybe Matt, we might also find in the junk drawer some old 401k statements. Now, you know, obviously it used to be people would get a job and work there their entire life, 30, 40, 50 years, whatever the case is. But that's clearly changed over the last several decades. And so you may have some orphaned accounts that you've left behind and you've got past employers with past 401k accounts that are just sitting there that you can consolidate or find better uses for that. Yes, absolutely. That's a big thing in your financial junk drawer. I like how you put that orphaned accounts. Yeah, they're orphans because nobody's paying attention to them any longer. And that's can be newfound money to you. If you're doing a good job or, a, you know, planning and looking down the road towards retirement, you know, you want to definitely take a look, find those old 401ks that are out there and repurpose or get that money working for you. Just letting it sit in the employer's plan can be dangerous for a couple of reasons. Number one, is there a beneficiary named or is that asset going to be, you know, probated if you pass away? Have the changes happen just like that will and powers of attorney when you have a, a divorce or a, or a marriage or maybe um, you get remarried um, and you forgot to take your ex-spouse's name off that 401k, which is which has happened. You know, your primary beneficiary on those plans might still be your former spouse. So definitely um, pull those out, get them dusted off, and consolidating them is often a good idea. Number one is you don't have to track them down anymore. You got them with your current advisor. But then secondly, it's going to work together as part of your plan. So definitely take a look at those old statements because those investments are probably a little bit out of date as well. Yeah. Employers switch they switch those accounts based on price usually or the investments offered in a plan and in a 401k the investments are typically limited to a small offering so you can go and reinvest those in whatever's out there in the investing universe and uh, frequently that's a better idea yeah much more at your disposal there for sure well uh, item number five here in the financial junk drawer matt this one i'm just going to kind of a funny analogy to think about but did you ever get back in the day you know we used to get gifts from our grandparents and a lot of times it might be something like a u.s savings bond did you ever get that from your grandma i used to way back when <laughs> yeah those u.s bonds um <laughs> those are some long-term Long-term growth instruments, um, <laughs> they used to used to do that quite a bit as an investment. More recently, I think, you know, the trend has changed to giving cash or or something towards, you know, a college fund. But a yeah, Amazon gift old, card or something. Bonds are definitely uh, a lot of those that had been sitting around in the junk drawers. Good time to review those. Um, a lot of times those are zero coupon bonds, so they pay a fixed interest rate for a certain number of years. And then they um, 
the interest stops paying. So when the bond is mature, if you don't cash them in, your money's sitting there not gaining any more interest. So they don't just those don't just automatically renew. So definitely if you find those old savings bonds, look at the maturity date on the bond and go and cash them in when they're mature. And or if you've got several of them and the rate's not that great, you know, always good to review those and find out if it's a better to take the money earlier and have a better investment for it too. So yeah, those old US savings bonds. Well, it's certainly an item you could you could see being in the financial junk drawer, right? You just kind of toss them in there and leave them behind and, and forget about them or whatnot. And I got one final piece here on our podcast this week on our financial junk drawer, Matt. And this one's maybe a little bit of an odd one, but, you know, I thought it might be worth bringing up. Now, as you mentioned in a prior podcast, obviously, you know, you're here in the Michigan area. I used to be a Michigan boy. I used to live just down the way from you a little bit down in the Rochester Hills uh, area, Auburn Hills area. And yeah. I have family that lives up north a little bit, but now I'm down in North Carolina, but the states are very similar in a way for this last item. And a lot of times people will purchase some land. Maybe they bought land 10, 12, 15, 20 years ago. And the idea was it was going to eventually be an investment. Maybe they thought that as the town grew or whatever, someone eventually was going to want to buy that up for a shopping mall or an apartment complex, or maybe you just bought it as a hunting track. A lot of people do that in Michigan and in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you've got one of those laying around, is it maybe time to look at that and see if this investment's doing anything for you or if it's just simply just sitting there? Absolutely. Again, with clients, I've, I've got clients that have been in both situations, some that have bought the property as hunting land. It appreciated nicely. A few years back, I had a client that was flat out offered a, a ton of cash. Just they, they popped in his office one day and said, hey, I'd like to buy that property. Here's here's a good chunk of money. And it was, I think it was at least double of what he had paid for it, but it had been like 20 years. But um, those old pieces of land, you know, when I'm meeting with clients, we kind of I try to list that stuff out as part of their net worth because it is, it's, there's a value to all of that stuff. So if you've got an old lot, maybe you bought it next to your house. You know, if you bought in a development and you thought, Hey, maybe this is going to increase once there's houses in here. Definitely a good way to just to find out the value is, is get a, a local realtor who could give you a kind of a, a market value or an estimate. But if you've got those old lots out there, Make sure and decide, hey, is this something we really intend to keep for the long term and pass down to family? Or is it something that you can liquidate and um, put to use in your current financial situation? So another good piece to review in that financial drunk drawer might just add a little more uh, lifestyle to your retirement life. So. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's kind of the point of the topic today. Have a little fun with an item we all have in our home, the junk drawer. And a lot of us will probably have that financial junk drawer. And so these six items just gives you a, a way to think about a few places that we could put these to possibly better use. And again, you may not know exactly what that better use is going to be until you have that conversation with your financial advisor. Or if you don't have one, well, that's one of the reasons we do the podcast. Uh, Matt's here to help and you've got questions or concerns or you need some help cleaning up that financial junk chunk drawer, if you will, or know somebody who does. Uh, if you're already currently a client of Matt's, feel free to share this with them. Again, you can have them go to the website, greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. That's greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. Share the uh, on social media, share the podcast and let them subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, Google Play, various 
podcast outlets, or just give Matt a call if you've got some questions and you need to get some answers directly. Well, reach out to him at 989-401-2949. That's 989-401-2949. Matt's got his office in Saginaw and services the area, so reach out if you've got questions or concerns. This has been Mondays with Matt. and Matt, thanks for being here, buddy. I hope you have a great week. Thanks, Mark. You too, and I appreciate you. And um, yeah, just uh, give our office a call if you have any questions, and we'd be uh, happy to to uh, talk with you about those. So yep. thank you so much. No problem. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be a conversation about a full-on plan. It might just be a question or two that you need answered. Matt's here to help. 989-401-2949. This has been Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.